0: Welcome to the Greg and Greg show episode 46. So yeah so Dave uh, had to work Tuesday and Wednesday got soccer to go to and then the next day my wife and I are traveling so I'm just gonna do a remote shoot and compile some different things together so you may see some different backgrounds but anyway at least try to give you something to, to check out. Alright, so one of the first articles I want to share with you is called uh, Overprescribed. Suicides Haunt the Dubious Approval of Antidepressants. It's from the Epic Times or Epic Health by Huey Freeman. And this is February 7. Let me just read some of these excerpts or read some of these. On Friday, September 8, 2023, a gorgeous late summer day in, in Wisconsin, Dale, and you have to say this guy's name very carefully, Nigaman, N I G G E M A N N, Nigaman. Came home. I mean, maybe it's pronounced differently, but anyway, came home and saw a note left on the door by Maggie Stern, who is 55, his best friend and partner for the past five years. The note said, "Call 911." First responders arrived at their home and discovered Miss Stern's body. Well, she said she said she was in a lot of pain all the time. Said Mr. Nigaman, who's 57 who was at miss stern's side as she struggled with the adverse effects of an antidepressant and painful withdrawal symptoms each time she tried to wean off them well she suffered from migraine headaches tremors burning pain sensations in her nerves and dark thoughts about demons in hell close quote mr Nigam and, and Maggie knew she had everything to live for, but the pain caused by the effects of the medication was too intense. Close quote. Her teeth were grinding down. Her toes were curled. That is what these antidepressants do, Mister. Nigaman said Maggie described her life as a burning inferno of pain. According to this article, uh, more than one in eight Americans take antidepressants, according to the CDC, and the number likely increased during the pandemic, according to limited research. Many people take antidepressants for off-label uses or uses other than for depression including anxiety and trouble sleeping. The most common antidepressants prescribed for depression are selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, otherwise known as SSRIs. However, a study published in 2022 highlights the controversy over whether the use of SSRIs to increase available serotonin in the brain can alleviate depression. And it goes on from there. All right, here's another article. This one is entitled As Americans Struggle Financially Climate Agenda Set to Spark New Food Price Hikes, Analysis Say. Um, this was also Epic Times by Kevin Stockland. February 16, as inflation remains stubbornly high, farmers throughout the Western world are warning that cost increases from the net zero movement will drive food prices still higher, while simultaneously putting many smaller farmers out of business. January inflation numbers showed that prices increased by 3.1% over what they were a year ago, indicating that the fight against inflation while progressing has not been won. Overall prices have surged by nearly 18% since January 21 when Biden took office. Americans are struggling in an economy in which, by official statistics, nearly one fifth of the value of their dollar evaporated in three years, though many will say the cost of food and other essentials has become more expensive than that, than what the official numbers state. And there's more, but there's just a quick shot of that article. And let me just pull out a couple of other highlights from this article. A new report projects that farmers' costs will rise by at least 34% due to climate agenda impositions. The average price of ground beef increased from $3.97 per pound in January 21, to 503 per pound in January 24, according to Federal Reserve statistics. So beef is now a luxury. It says in here that that, uh, a lot of family farms or smaller farms, a lot of them will sell or go out of business. The banks are all members of the UN Net Zero Banking Alliance, NZBA, which commits members to achieve UN Net Zero goals throughout their loan portfolios. The biggest drivers of the current price hikes are the increased cost of fertilizers, according to the Buckeye Report. Okay, here's another one. Uh, Security cameras suddenly pan away as bomb squad responds to J-6 pipe bomb by Joseph M. Hanneman, February 15th. Uh, Two key U.S. Capitol Police security cameras that were pointed at the DNC offices during the J-6 pipe bomb incident were remotely redirected by police and didn't record or broadcast critical portions of the police response. The Epic Times has learned. A review of yet unreleased security video footage by the Epic Times shows Capitol Police Camera Three One Seven Three, located directly across the street from where the DNC bomb sat, was remotely directed away from the scene at 1:29 p.m. on J. Six before the bomb squad arrived. The Epic Times discovered that camera 8020, located high on the nearby Fairchild Building, had been zoomed in showing the bomb squad assembling along East Street Southeast until the Capitol Police Command Center redirected the camera at 1.44 p.m. just as a bomb robot begins traveling toward the DNC. A source familiar with the U.S. Capitol Police camera system and response procedures told the Epic Times that the redirection of key cameras during that type of active event is, quote-unquote, really odd. So if you're interested in researching these articles further, you can check them out in the show notes. So here's another article of interest, I think. Extremely alarming, quote-unquote. Election threats trigger warning from FBI by the Epic Times from Jack Phillips, February sixteenth. An FBI official warned that state election systems are being targeted as the twenty twenty four election approaches during them, describing them as extremely alarming. Quote The threat environment unfortunately is very high. I'll close quote, said Tim Langan, executive assistant director for the criminal cyber response and Services Branch of the FBI during a Washington conference with secretaries of state, according to Stateline. And he says, quote, it is extremely alarming, close quote. Officials said that voter databases could be hacked via phishing or ransomware attacks. They also warned about the rising use of AI could be used to potentially trick voters, according to the report there's obviously more to this but I think I'm going to stop there and say this is the Democrat party getting ready for a landslide win of Trump so they want to be able to say that it was hacked this is my opinion and so they're setting us up with all these reports so as my lovely bride points out that This is going to be the opportunity for them to say, oh, look at uh, all this fraud, all this election fraud going on. Maybe it'll be an opportunity for us to turn around and call them election deniers. But you kind of know how this is going to be going. All right. Here's another one of interest. Cash in Envelopes. How the U.S. and U.N. are funding the border crisis by Darlene McCormick Sanchez, February 14th. The U.S. is bankrolling its own invasion by funding the U.N. and its partners, which in turn gave hundreds of millions of dollars in cash and aid to migrants who eventually crossed the U.S. southern border illegally. While the U.N. has aided migrants for decades, the scope of its operation has dramatically expanded as the number of illegal immigrants from at least 160 countries into the U.S. has surged. The expansion has been fueled by more than $1 billion in funding from the U.S. government to the U.N. and other agencies assisting migrants, according to a government spending database. Quote, we're actually funding our own border crisis. Close. Quote, Todd Bentzman, senior national security fellow at the Center for Immigration Studies. Quote, a pro-immigrant, low-immigration, Close. quote, think tank, told the Epic Times. Quote, it's And it's provided by ultimately the U.S. taxpayer, close quote. So if you want to know more about that, but it does not sound alarming because we're we're pretty familiar with this administration's desire to destroy this country. Here's another disease that, in my opinion, is on standby to be pulled out and used by the Democrat Party as needed to for election interference. Oregon reports first human case of bubonic plague in nearly a decade. This is by Lorenz Duchamps, February 14th. Oregon health officials have confirmed a rare case of human plague in a resident who was likely infected by their symptomatic house cat. In a statement issued on February 7th, Deschutes County Health Services said it was the state's first human case of bubonic plague known as the Black Death in the Middle Ages since 2015. Dr. Richard Fawcett, Deschutes County Health Officer, said all those who'd been in close contact with the infected person were given medication to prevent any potential infections from developing into symptoms. Quote, all close contacts of the resident and their pet have been contacted and provided medication to prevent illness, close quote. Dr. Fawcett said without identifying the infected individual. Officials said the case poses little risk to the community since it was and since it was identified and treated in the earlier stages noting no additional cases of plague have emerged during the communicable disease investigation so we have this horrible disease that was conquered long ago, brought back, uh, give us a scare. But no, we don't want to scare you too much. So we're going to tell you it's all taken care of. It's But just so you know, it's in the back of your mind so that in the future, when it comes to election time, we can whip that back out and you go, oh, yeah, they did tell us about that. Now, this next one kills me because, uh, despite being a conservative, I am an animal lover. This is animal crisis at the border so bad, it's time to call up National Guard, U.S. veteran says. This is by Epic Times by Alice Glordano, February 15th. And what a U.S. combat veteran compared to some of the most horrific sights he saw during his deployment in Iraq. Thousands of dogs and cats left by illegal immigrants at the Texas border are suffering and dying from extreme exposure or starvation after having been tortured or run over and left to die on roadways. Quote, there are literally hundreds of dead dogs and cats lying everywhere here, close quote. John, Mr. Rourke, a retired Army Staff Sergeant who did two tours in Iraq, told the Epic Times. Some of them, he said, have been attacked with machetes. Others have been shot, while others, he said, are dying while giving birth to litters of puppies and kittens, which he and others say are strewn all along the 400-mile U.S. border. The cruelty he has seen at the border includes a dog that had suffered scalding oil being poured on its face and a German Shepherd mix found dead on the side of the road with its mouth taped shut. Both were found in Colony Ridge, an area known as a crossing for illegal immigrants and where the highest population of abandoned pets exists, animal rescuers say eagle pass is also overrun with stray dogs that were left at the border and it continues basically what they're saying is when the illegals come the illegals bring their pets um with them because the pet dogs end up keeping them safe because they're gonna bark at some other strangers or some would be bad guys (laughs) and anyway but then when they get to the border they're not allowed to bring the pet across the border so they have to abandon the pet Uh, but this torture stuff i don't i don't understand what's fueling that and the fact that these immigrants are doing this they're not probably the only people doing it but it's increased because of the increased volume at the border this increased suffrage of animals has increased and it's just sick if you read this article be warned there's pictures And I think two emotions that you'll probably experience are rage and sadness. And remember, the Democrat Party is fueling this. So keep voting Democrat. All right, this next one is uh, from The Daily Signal. surgeon who performs transgender vaginoplasties. Complications, quote, can be pretty bad, close quote, from Megan Brock. February 15th, a prominent surgeon stated that complications from vaginoplastic surgery that aims at removing male genitalia and creating a vagina can be pretty bad, quote-unquote, noted that there was, quote, a growing number of programs throughout the world of gender affirmation, probably with a lack of training and not proper training, close quote. According to the video of a presentation that the daily caller news foundation obtained through public records request quote complications can be pretty bad for vaginoplasty and the most dreaded complication is to peripherate the rectum while you are dissecting the vaginal cavity dr alex la Longani, Luangani, I don't know if that's right, a Canadian surgeon who has expertise in trans surgical care, said at an event sponsored by the World Professional Association for Transgender Health, or WPATH, you are essentially dissecting the vaginal cavity between the prostate and the rectum, and there's literally no space closed, quote, he said, quote, so you have to create a new plane in a spot that doesn't exist. So you're very close to the rectum and it's very hard. It's very easy to get in there. We don't I mean the more the more you do it, the less risk you have, of course, close quote. And it talks about what the W path is. Uh, let's see, and it's care for the transgender Quote, we've seen a growing number of programs throughout the world of gender affirmation, probably with a lack of training and not proper training for now, said Lungani. He continues, and so you know better care, any care was better probably than no care. So it did allow individuals to have access to surgery, but it's time just to make sure that we have the right training and that everybody has the same standard because the patients deserve it. And so... We need to make sure that you know we'll build these training program fellowships and things. Close quote. (sighs) I say. Lawangani said the tissue needed for the vaginal canal can be taken from the abdomen, scrotum, or colon. However, he wanted, however, he warned that using colon tissue could increase the risk of complications. Quote, or you could be using even a piece of colon, close quote, he said. Quote, so to use colon vaginoplasty, um, usually that's reserved for secondary deepening. We don't do it as a primary intervention because it's more morbid. As if it wasn't morbid enough. You get to, you know, you have to cut bowel. You know, it's more. You have, you may have encounter more complications, said Lungani. Uh, one article published in 2023 in the journal plastic and reconstructive surgery stated quote penile and virgin vaginoplasty or piv is a common procedure for trans feminine patients goal of creating a functional vaginal cavity and clitoris and a natural appearing vula there's nothing natural about this folks but anyway i continue vula Creation of the neovagina requires opening the prerectal space, most commonly from a perennial approach, and the reported rates of rectal perforation during this dissection range from three to five percent. Close quote. Yep. Let's see, it goes on to say, one of the slides in the WPATH presentation listed possible complications of vaginoplasty, which include minor wound dehiscence. sorry folks, uh, vaginal stenosis, rectovaginal fistula, pelvic floor dysfunction, and clitoris necrosis. During the presentation, Laungani noted that the rate of wound dehiscence, or however it said, a complication in which a surgical incision reopens could be as high as 75%. Is that It's worth that, huh? Quote, I think for the Hesse, dehiscene, you can expect as much as probably 75%. Wow. In the recording, Lavangani explained that within the first week after surgery, a vaginoplasty patient must begin regularly dilating the surgical created vagina, sometimes called a neo vagina, to prevent closure. Why would it want to close? Because the body was designed to heal. Why was the body designed to heal? Because that's how it was designed to heal. It's not designed for this morbid Frankenstein stuff. Uh, He described dilation as a sometimes painful, time-consuming process, saying patients have to dilate themselves up to four times a day. Now, if you're wondering what this dilation means, it's like taking a dildo and shoving it up in your new vagina on a regular basis for a long period of time to keep that opening open right Dawg? Quote, as soon as we remove that vaginal stent, we start dilating because there will be a tendency from the body to want to contract and close that. Hmm. Tend- a tendency from the body. Think about that. Considered as a wound, sort of. Hmm. Oh, Okay. So you'll have to fight that. Contra- <laughs> you'll have to fight that contraction and then dilate quite a bit at first. Yes, this is all very natural, of course. Uh, Which is, you know, what the patients call a full-time job for the first few months because it's four times a day. It's a lot, said Lawangani. Nah, close quote. During a question and answer segment, Lawangani was asked if there were any non-surgical interventions to redilate a neo vagina that had not been dilated for approximately two years quote that scar tissue is really rock hard it's like concrete you can't once it's settled you won't be able to just go even with tiny dilators and the increase and then increase the size of the dilators it's just not going to work so it has to be surgical close quote Lawangani said. And if you're thinking, no, there's not a money-back guarantee, you gotta pay again to have this natural, wonderful procedure done. Uh, He was also asked about sexual function after vaginoplasty. Quote, can they they orgasm still? Close quote. A person asked him. Quote, I wish we had more data on that. Now, seeing how this probably costs a lot, seeing how this costs you physically, mentally, and emotionally and psychologically I think uh, this is costing you a lot to get this done uh, so you want his answer to be an immediate yes but instead you get I wish we had more data on that that's not very reassuring for all the trauma that your body is going through uh, so he says I'm not sure uh, I wish we had more data on that Lawangani said but the answer is yes they can for some individuals definitely do relate that either by self palpitation or through penetration or other sexual activities that they have around the clitoris. Close quote. Quote The only thing we know is that there's going to be more tendency to be able to orgasm if you were to, if you were able to orgasm before surgery. So but you know, some the patients who were not masturbating before surgery, then you would have potentially more issues to reach that orgasm after surgery. Close quote, Lawangani said. Right on. Yes. The the Daily Caller News Foundation previously reported that Dr. Daniel Metzger, a WPATH-certified pediatric endocrinologist, warned that if puberty blockers are started too early, boys may not develop the genitalia tissue needed to create surgical vagina later in life. Quote, when you think about vaginoplasty, The creation of a vagina in an assigned male, quote-unquote, you need tissue, genital tissue, to create that vagina, said Metzger. And if we are taking an 11-year-old boy who does not have a lot of genital tissue and blocking puberty right there, we're preventing the growth of the vagina for down the road. So there you go. Is it worth it to you? Did you know all this stuff? Of course you did, because you're educated and even after knowing all this and this mutilation you still want to go through with it and though that you are unable to buy beer because you're under 21 you're unable to have a handgun because you're under 21 you're unable to drive because you're under the age of 16 but you can destroy and mutilate your body when you're under 16 and it can be your choice and your parents can be overridden that's 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 uh that's very civil very civil society we live in we must be proud of now here's another gem for you from the Epic Times. FedEx founder issues dire warning about quote-unquote unsustainable government debt. We spend more than $1 billion per day just on interest on the national debt. This is from Tom Uzimek, February 16. Fred Smith, the founder of executive chairman of shipping giant FedEx, is the latest business leader to sound the alarm that if America's ballooning public debt is left unchecked, it will threaten to spiral into a catastrophic crisis. Now, in my humble opinion, these words, unsustainable, catastrophic, and so on, have been so overused by the Democrat Party that we've all become numb to it, and so nobody really cares or tunes in to anything like this when it's actually important. Uh, Mr. Smith was asked during an interview on Fox News for his opinion on projections from the Congressional Budget Office that U.S. federal debt held by the public will go from 99% of gross domestic product in 2024 to a a record 116% in 2034 before pushing above 170%. He replied by saying that warnings about the level of government spending adding to America's public debt are both serious and growing and, quote, hopefully I'm adding to the course and saying this is unsustainable, quote. Recently, JP Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon warned that out-of-control spending in Washington threatens a government default that could trigger a quote-unquote rebellion, while billionaire investor Ken Griffin said that trying to print more dollars to deal with the possibility of a default would push the economy into a deep tailspin, quote-unquote. Uh, yeah that's really all i want to read about that all right this one is from the epic times by frontline health there's a video about this a video interview says unvaxxed study few got sick and adhd disappeared dr paul thomas is a retired pediatrician from portland oregon he was forced to give up his medical license by the Oregon Medical Board because he published data about he what he was observing in his patients, that the unvaccinated children were getting less sick compared to the vaccinated. When Dr. Thomas decided to take a moderate approach with vaccinating children in his practice, he became well-known in the Portland community. His book, quote, The Vaccine-Friendly Plan, close quote, offered an alternative vaccination schedule that focused on lowering the amount of aluminum a child was exposed to during vaccination. Aluminum is found in most pediatric vaccine and is, known, is a known neurotoxin. Quote, I was the only mainstream clinic that was allowing people to not vaccinate, close quote. Dr. Thomas told Frontline Health at the Children's Health Defense Second Annual Conference. According to Dr. Thomas, when parents didn't want their child to follow the CDC vaccination schedule, most of the pediatricians in Portland said, quote, sorry, you can't be here, close quote. So most of them turned to Mr. Thomas. Or Dr. Thomas. This opened a unique perspective into the lives of children that were vaccinated and those who were not. Dr. Thomas decided to do a study on 3,324 children in his practice. He looked at their medical records over a long period of time to see what the data might reveal about the health outcomes for his patients. And he only looked at the children that were born into his practice. This made sure that he could be certain about every single procedure an ailment that the child had. The results were shocking. Dr. Thomas managed to publish them in a peer-reviewed journal. His vaccinated patients had much worse health outcomes when it came to allergies, ADH, asthma, and infections. Within five days of publication, Dr. Thomas received a letter from his lawyer saying that his medical license was suspended. He was labeled as a quote-unquote threat to public health and his paper was retracted. For more on this, you can check out the video. But boy, does that sound like a 1984 or what? Here's one from Epic Health. Study finds 80% Americans exposed to fertility-lowering chemicals in Cheerios Quaker Oats by Naveen Athropoli. February 16th. According to a recent study, four in five Americans tested positive for an agricultural chemical found in several wheat and oat products, including brands like Cheerios and Quaker Oats. The peer reviewed study published in the JESEE journal on Feb 15 looked at urine samples from American citizens to determine their exposure to. Chlormaquat chloride, a plant growth chemical. Exposure to the chemical can result in lower fertility and harm developing fetuses even at doses below acceptable levels set by regulators. Researchers detected chloromaquat in 80% of urine samples collected between 2017 and 2023, with a or with quote a significant increase in concentrations for samples from 2023. Close quote. The chemical was detected in nineteen ninety two. Excuse me. The chemical was detected in ninety two percent of oat based foods purchased in May twenty three, including Quaker Oats and Cheerios, said the EPA or excuse me, Environmental Working Group, which conducted the study. Out of twenty five conventional oat products tested, twenty three had quote unquote detectable levels of chloroquat. One in eight organic oat products had the chemical, while two in nine wheat products had low concentrations of chlormaquat. Researchers collected 96 urine samples, out of which 77 showed the presence of chlormaquat. The numbers suggest that the subjects likely underwent quote-unquote continuous exposure to the chemical since chlormaquat leaves the body about 24 hours after ingestion all right here's another one from just the news by nicholas balacy let's say uh that no one probably cares about no, over the next decade 84 percent of federal spending growth will come from health social security and interest according to a new analysis from a federal budget watchdog group quote spending on social security will grow from one and a half trillion this year to two and a half trillion by 2034 it's 10 years, folks. Add 10 years to whatever age you are now, and that's when this will happen. Or if not sooner, huh? While spending on health care will grow from $1.6 trillion to $2.8 trillion. Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget Analysis found. <laughs> a Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget. That's funny. Uh, net interest costs will more than double from 870 billion this year to 1.6 trillion by 2034. After costs nearly doubled between 2020 and 2023, interest on the debt is the fastest-growing part of the budget and will be the second-largest government expenditure this year, surpassing both defense and Medicare. Yupikai. This next one is also from Just the News. It's titled Abbott, as in Governor Abbott, to construct forward operating base, more commonly known as FOB, for National Guard Borders efforts by Ben Weldon. February 16, Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott on Friday announced the construction of a quote-unquote forward operating base near the southern border to bolster the National Guard's effort efforts to secure the border in the face of perceived federal apathy toward the unprecedented surge in illegal crossings. Folks, that's what me and my comrades stayed in when we were in theater, which means in combat, in war we stayed at a fob. Here we are in our own country creating fob. Does anybody care about that? Quote, Texas is expanding our border security capabilities by building a new Texas military department base camp to increase the and improve border security operations in this area. This will increase the ability for a larger number of Texas Military Department soldiers in Eagle Pass to operate more effectively and efficiently, close quote. And it continues. But is anybody listening? All right, so you've heard Dave and I talk in the past about RFK Jr., who has been denied Secret Service protection, which has always been a automatic for any presidential candidate. So I'm just going to read this title. Or this headline, RFK Jr. decries double standards after panel votes to approve secret service for Nikki Haley. Hmm. Uh, here's another headline for you. Schumer knocks Graham, Graham Scott's quote unquote field trip to southern border. Schumer is a disgusting filth of excrement of all kinds. In all kinds of ways, in all kinds of capacities, in all kinds of heights and depths. He is just complete filth. Colin Graham Scott's field a field trip. That's a field trip, folks. Going to the border is a field trip. You know, where you take the kids, but so they can learn. Maybe we should take more people on field trips to the border and see what happens. Here's another headline for you. A national security advisor, Sullivan, says, U.S. meeting with allies, comma, Russia regarding space threat. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they're going to share with us all the details about their ability to shoot down satellites. And this one, of course, is a is a it's a doozy here. Uh, Biden visits East Palestine one year after train derailment. What a guy. Good old Joe. And for those of you that are not familiar, that's uh, Palestine, Ohio, as in America. How about this catchy title from Just the News? Communist Fornia University lecturer says, quote, whites are psychopaths, close quote. Sparking outrage by Kenneth Shrupp, the center square, February 17. A speaker at the University of Communist San Francisco said, whites are psychopaths and it is written in the law you can rape black women sparking national outrage amid rising calls for censorship on college campuses in response to quote divisive debates and discussions close quote free speech experts emphasize the importance of college administration's neutrality as exercised by ucsf on matters of constitutionally protected free speech as part of Black History Month event, author Dante King delivered a lecture sharing a title with his upcoming $1,295 eight-week course, quote, diagnosing whiteness and anti-blackness, white psychopathology, collective psychosis, and trauma in America, close quote. That's quite a title. In this lecture, he also claimed that white, quote, behavior represents an underlying biologically transmitted proclivity with roots deep in their evolutionary history, close quote. A video of the lecture reposted on X went viral, rapidly accumulating 2.2 million views with pundits calling the lecturer racist and bigoted for his remarks. King's speech comes as universities across the country are enacting a flurry of speech rules aimed at preventing perceived psychological harm to students, especially In the aftermath of the ongoing Israeli Palestine conflict, free speech experts meanwhile maintain that free speech, even uncomfortable speech, is fundamental to free inquiry and learning. Mm -hmm. And so, blah, blah, blah. What a guy. This one is from the Daily Signal. Frodo. Frodo. Frodo Baggins, voter, voter fraud alert. Georgia specialists find thousands of illegal votes in 2020, 2021, and 2022 from Fred Lucas, February 11th. An expert in election data asserts that almost 35,000 Georgia voters in 2020 cast ballots from the wrong jurisdictions, but Georgia's top election official hasn't responded to his request for an investigation. Mark Davis, president of Georgia-based Data Productions Incorporated, has has pushed for Secretary of State Brad Ratzenfink, his office, to investigate his data since May 2021. Davis says he inquired again earlier this month after finding evidence of the same problems in Georgia's 2021 and 2022 elections. Quote, the same thing is going to happen again in 2024, close quote. Davis, Who's early? who earlier this year scored a legal victory over the Stacey Abrams-founded group Fair Fight Action, told the Daily Signal. Quote, I first brought this up to the state elections board in 2022. You can't fix a problem if you don't admit you have a problem. Close quote, quote, the Secretary of State doesn't want to address this because it happened on his watch. He said of Rats and Fink. I don't know why he's being like that. It happened on everyone's watch. Georgia is expected to be among the most closely contested states in the 2024 presidential election. In 2020, Joe Biden carried the state over Donald Trump by 11,000 votes. Sure it did. Ah, And it continues. All right, let's wrap this up with a few headlines from the Daily Signal How can Americans rid themselves of a potentially senile president? Looking at four options. Next, George Soros. He's recruiting a Republican lobbyist for influence. Alphabet glitter destroys the spirit of Ash Wednesday. Uh, And then this one, pulling bodies from the Rio Grande. Daily life on the southern border. It says uh, where we take out three to four bodies a day. Good thing there's not a border issue, right? Just these bodies from someplace else. Well, folks, that's going to do it for today. Thanks so much for watching. Continue to reach out to us at the Greg and Dave show at Outlook.com. The Greg, letter N, Dave show at Outlook.com. Until next time, stay safe. As Dave would say, peace.